0: Fulton Files, Episode 2, Beneath the Surface. Recording by Sadie Fulton, taken May 8th, 2022. I'm taking this recording to read the second document from the files I received. I shall begin reading now. Transcription of an interview with Maxwell Knox on September 15th, 2015. Have you ever wondered what is beneath your feet? Beneath the dirt, beneath the stone, beneath the eternal depths. I have always been fascinated with the earth and the mysteries that lie within it. Back when I was a child, my little brother and I would take our plastic shovels and buckets to travel along the creek in our backyard we would come back with a collection of feathers, rocks, and other treasures that fascinated our childish minds. As we grew up, my brother grew tired of these games, but I never lost my fascination for the treasures of the dirt. Throughout my teenage years, I dreamed of becoming something like like a geologist or paleontologist, but I never had the patience for the sciences. I wanted to leave humanity behind and subsume myself into the depths, not the polished halls of academia. I would often take late night hikes in my backyard to clear my mind. There was little sound except for the sounds of the creatures of the wilds. I would often meander by the side of the stream, occasionally breaking from my path to travel into the underbrush. It was on a cold August night when I had followed the stream for about 15 minutes or so that I decided to break off and climb a rock I saw to the side. The boulder loomed over me and was covered in a wet moss that crumpled beneath my touch. This confused me as it hadn't rained in over three months and the forest floor was otherwise pretty dry. Despite this, I began to pull myself up and over the stone. When I got to the top, I surveyed my surroundings as best I could the darkness, the trees seemed to loom over me. I could barely make out the bushes that swayed in a silent wind back and forth, back and forth. I began to turn back to the stream when I heard something rustle through the bushes behind me. I had spent enough time in these woods to know what creatures made what noises but I didn't recognize this. It was something big and slow, and I noticed the indents of claw marks in the dirt. I scanned the bushes for any sign of movement, but I saw nothing as the sound suddenly stopped. After a few seconds had passed, I began to slowly lower myself into the undergrowth and begin walking in what I thought was the direction of the sound. As I did, I heard the sound of something being dragged through the dirt. I began to run to investigate it. But whatever it was must have heard me as the sound suddenly stopped. I felt a cold chill down my spine as my curiosity turned to fear. Whatever it was, it could be behind me. I noticed that ahead of me, a raised section of ground formed a sort of cliff face. I ran up and pressed my back against it. My eyes nervously dart around looking for any movement. As I do, I run my hands across the cliff wall and I'm shocked to feel nothing. I quickly looked to see that my hand had found a little hole in the wall. This didn't appear to be naturally occurring. I began to gently scrape at the dirt, then started going faster as I realized what I had found. A cave. The dirt walls gently drip water from the same unfamiliar moss that was on the rock. Drip, drip, drip. I started peeling away the layer of thin dirt that acted as a wall to this cave. Calling it a cave would be a simplification. It it would be better to call it darkness. The rough stone walls extend forward at a slow decline. I tried to think but I felt my attention slipping down, down into the depths. It felt like standing on the edge of a cliff and feeling the draw pulling me forward. Like it had a mind of its own, my foot began to take the first step down. The moment I finished the step, It is like I passed through a threshold as the cold air of the outside suddenly is replaced with a warm, dank air that lingered in my nose. Despite the revolting smell, I continued step by step into the darkness. I tried to remember what it was that led me here, but I could only think of the depths beckoning me deeper into the below. As I descended, the air started getting thicker like the atmosphere itself was claustrophobic. I began to notice that the cave was slowly getting tighter and tighter, and was now at the point that I could no longer extend both my arms to their full length. But I kept trudging, desperate to know what the darkness hid. At this point, my world had been replaced with pure darkness. I felt disconnected from my senses. The only sounds were the echoes of my footsteps and drips of water running down the cave's walls. And I could feel nothing but the air around me as well as the stone beneath my boots. With the lack of sensory information, it felt like everything had faded away, leaving me with nothing but my thoughts in the darkness. I don't know how long I had walked time seemed to fade away with the endless trudging, but soon I felt the press of the walls against me. I had to press my elbows against me to keep walking, but I kept going, pulled by my desire to know what lurked one step ahead. I kept pushing more and more until I was ducked down, hunched, with my whole body rubbing against the cave wall there was something. I knew it. I felt it. Soon, I was on my hands and knees, crawling forward. It was only then that the realization set in. There was no turning back. I can't turn around, and pulling myself back would be a long uphill challenge. There was nowhere to go but forward. But what would I even find? there wouldn't be a way out. Chances are I would just find a dead end. I could just stop here, wait for death, hoping someone comes to save me. There was no reason to go forward except for the satisfaction of knowing how it ends. And so I keep crawling downward and downward towards the inevitable. I continued squeezing through the darkness for what felt like an eternity until What I feared would happen, I reached a point where I could go no further. I pushed and squirmed, but with every inch, my skin scraped and bled, and bones resisted. I lied there, trapped in the dark. Nothing but the stale air and crushing walls to remind me that I was alive. I wondered, is this how death will find me, trapped here? It wouldn't be a bad way to go. Better to be awake in the Earth's embrace than taken in the sleep by a kiss of death. That is when the sound reverberated from behind the slow sound of fingernails on stone. Something was behind me, slowly scraping its way closer. I had no way to turn around, no way to see. I would die, not knowing my attacker. Or worse, what if this was someone to save me? If I was saved, I would never know what lies at the bottom. Forced to live never to know what this cave hides would be worse than death. So I begin slowly squeezing forward, despite every ounce of my body protesting as my blood lubricates the walls of the cave. The travel was slow. A single inch was an eternity, but with my pursuer behind me, it was the most intense moment of my life. Slowly, I heard the noise get closer and closer as it wordlessly squeezed forward. However, the sound soon faded. I must have lost whatever creature was behind me. I paused my crawling to assess my situation. My ribs were aching to the point of being crushed, making breathing the smallest breath an impossibility. I couldn't tilt my head and my chin and scalp were scraped and bleeding. For the first time since I got trapped down here, I began to cry. Salty tears mingled with the blood on my face. But the stinging pain was blocked out by the fear that I would die here. I begged whatever force that had brought me here to show me mercy, to crush me and free me from the depths of fear and with that i awoke in the moist earth of my backyard it felt like taking the first breaths i had taken in years as i felt my stomach free to fill with air i placed my hand to my face only to realize that i was still bleeding i rose from the dirt and returned to my home leaving a limping trail of blood I had hoped that what had happened was all a dream, a figment of my mind, but the truth became undeniable when I looked in the mirror. I was barely recognizable, a strange person of bruises and blood, but the changes were not only physical, the darkness left me blinking at every bright light, the tight walls that made my posture closed and withdrawn. My every other thought was of what lurked within the tunnels. How has no one noticed it? What were they? And what was the thing that got me started on my grim path? That was my first encounter with the deep darkness. Is that all you wanted to know, Miss Hunt? If so, I think I'll be going. Ah, and word of the wise, Don't find me again, or you'll end up like the assistant you sent. Well, this interview was just as weird as the first. However, the bit near the end is curious. Who is Miss Hunt? Anyway, I've done some research into Maxwell Knox. He lived in a home in the Appalachians from 1997 to 2030 when he mysteriously vanished. The house was then bought by the Versteck family who own various mining enterprises internationally. Since Maxwell's disappearance, six people have gone missing on the property. So far, only one body has been found. Police identified the cause of death as dehydration after being trapped in a rock slide. Fulton Files is a podcast written and edited by Macy Hennequant. Sadie Fulton is played by an anonymous actress. Thanks for listening.